Hey friend, you are in for a treat today, let me tell you. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair. We are sitting at the table of a weekly coffee chat that I have open to the community, just like you. You just need to reach out to me, get the link and the time for the week, and we get on Zoom, we pray, we talk, we encourage each other, we get godly counsel and wisdom for whatever we're facing, and you are invited. So here is a sneak peek into a conversation that some friends and I had a couple weeks ago about family life, about growing in our relationship with the Lord, about healing, moving forward, emotional health. We talk about a lot, so buckle up and enjoy. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Everything and um, they'll realize, you know, that this was something between you and your husband and it had nothing to do with them. And I think that I, I, I'll hope, I hope and I'll pray for you too that, that your relationship with your daughters will continue to grow over this. So very encouraging and I do appreciate it um so much because that's been the hardest part for me is is I'm a mom I've, I've been a mom I yeah when you, when you mentioned idols while ago and the Lord I was I remember driving up into a parking spot and the Lord said they're your idols you've you've made them your idols and I'm like Oh Lord, I'm a mama. They're my what? Hold on a second. <laughs> what do you mean? So man, the Lord really and and he, I I had to whoa God, you were right. Um, so I do appreciate that encouragement. Um, because it's been really hard not having that relationship with them. It's just a lot of different things. And my my oldest daughter, I don't know if I'm I thought I'm, maybe I mentioned this a while ago, but my oldest daughter has my two grandbabies and praise the Lord. Did I say this a while ago? I got to see them on Sunday after two months of not mm. seeing them. I haven't mm. spoken or really seen I haven't talked to her or seen her. But I, I said, you know what? It's gotta be the glory because that's gonna happen. And God, our God is so amazing. He is a redeem, he is the God of time. And he's going to redeem it. He is the God. Well, he's a God of everything, but he is, he, he, he's already promised me relationships will be reconciled. I don't know what they're going to look like, but he's made the promise and I'm, and I'm believing in him. And, um, but, but they will be different and that won't be what I expect, but it's going to be to glorify him. And I said, all right, Lord, you know, I just, mm. um, and that, that is, one thing that I am thankful for because God has taught me through all this that I didn't trust him 
and um, I didn't make him, I, I don't know, I just, I didn't trust him, and that was hard, that was a hard pill to swallow, um, so I've, I've learned that, and then he's just taken away as a, that, with, what does the Bible say about the, is it a spirit of heaviness, but given a garment of praise, mm-hmm. I'm just, all I want to do is praise the Lord, I'm just like, <laughs> I just, you know, I just, he's good, and our praise is so powerful. Um, and he's just so good. He's- mm. So I have to ask, what is it that you feel like has helped you get to this point of like, man, God is so good. And he, you know, has rescued me. Like there's hope for the future. What would you say is something that has helped you on this journey, on your journey? Because some women are like, man, I'm struggling over here and I see no hope for the future. So I go, what do you feel like has helped you? Oh man, a lot of different things. But I guess if I, if I had to pick one, the thing I had a sister in Christ that just constantly drilled into me. Mm. God loves you. God loves you. Grace is for you. Grace is for you. Did you, did you repent? Did you, did you ask for forgiveness? Yes, I did. God loves you. God. Lo- I mean, like she drilled that into me learning and knowing that God, God does love us and he is so good. And I, I read and reread and read and reread Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, constantly just to, just to realize that God does love me. He does know me. He wants to know me. He wants, he just knowing that he that he knows me just meant so much because I felt, I literally felt like, well, if there goes that man, he doesn't know me. He doesn't want to know me. I don't have, and even now still, I struggle to make really good connections with people, even in church, but I, you know, that's the enemy. And I'm like, I'm not giving up. And I, and I'm just now getting to a point where I'm really making better connections. Um, and I just thought I'll punch you in the face, buddy, get back. And then we punch him in the face with our praise. So um, praising has helped. We don't feel mm-hmm. like it. Do it anyway. Um, reading, you know, I did that, that read the Bible through a year. And, and, um, and I've never, I've tried to do that before, but last year I actually did it, sat down and did it. But man, I got to Leviticus. And I was like, Lord, I don't need this. Thank <laughs> read it. And I was like, no, it's all about the blood and all those little hip parts, all those little, you know, this shank meat part right here, that little fat part goes to the priest, that little okay. All that, I'm like, no, Lord, all that blood, all that blood. God said, read it. It has value. I have something for you here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't even imagine what, but fine. So I read it reluctantly and God blew my mind because I it made that solid connection of our Lord and Savior bled and died for that. All that I, I all I could think was all that blood and that nasty mm. and all of that. And God reading through Leviticus and all you know all those chapters where they just outlined all those rules and all those things. And I thought, my Savior, whew, my Savior made it to where I don't have to do none of that. And has by His Holy Spirit. I can be led to, to rise above and to, to do things that do glorify him. And I, I don't know, it just it blew my mind and I just couldn't get enough and reading um, a Psalm every single night before I lay down to go to bed. Um, oh, I love that. 
and, and for me, I, it's different for me, I guess, because I don't have young children in my home. Um, and even my sister, you know, she has young children in her home still. Um, but it's, I have, I, I, I can't remember which one of you said, but, you know, whenever you come to a place where Jesus is all you have, I've learned that Jesus will move in. He's such an amazing lover of our souls we are his beloved and he loves us so much he will move in and be everything we need mm -hmm. he's oh he's blown my mind so many times how intentional he is with you christina with you we just have to we just have to take note you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I love the thing you kept repeating was God loves you God loves you and yeah, I mean, I grew up singing Jesus Loves Me, you know, as a baby. I sing it to my kids as babies. But what struck me um, over my journey, you know, last couple of years, there's a verse in Ephesians. I want to I say Ephesians 3.19 is the reference. Um, but it says, I pray that you will experience the love of Christ. I was like, whoa. Like, it's one thing to like, no, yeah, Jesus loves me. Jesus wants me, all this but man, to like actually have an experience to cling to of that love was like next level. And that's in the Bible. Like I can pray that for everybody that I come across. Like I pray that you can experience his love, not just know about it, but, um, and I, I don't pray that everybody has to get to a crisis moment to experience it, but nonetheless, you know, God can move how he wants to and, Man, thanks for sharing. Like, thanks for taking me to church tonight. I needed that. <laughs> and see, I love that you said, we, do we have to get to a crisis or does not everybody has to get to a crisis mode? Because because I'm, I, and God said, stop saying that. But I'm like, Lord, did I have to drag myself to that level to know you? So right. Did, and do you ladies kind of feel like, because I honestly don't, if I didn't, if I didn't, do what I did. I don't, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I know yeah. I wouldn't be. I know I wouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the, I don't know if I want to call it double-edged sword, but, um, you know, cause even with me being through this before, it was like, I didn't learn then what I know now. And so in a way, you know, on one hand, I'm like, why am I so dumb? Why did I go through all this again like why couldn't I just learn all that before like you know but in God's timing right and I know that God didn't put this in place or like make this happen I made those choices but I feel like sometimes God allows certain things to happen which he knows will then later on glorify him and so I'm at a place in my faith that I was untouched before and I feel like this is you know it was my rock bottom over the summer like I had nothing but Jesus and even though my husband and I are still together like I had nothing and I had no choice but to like lean on God it was like that or like i you know, I could see how, and I, I hate to like go down this dark road, but it's like, I see how people take their own lives, like people that don't know the Lord, how that happens, because that was the only way 
that was the only way that I made it through. And it was like, I was, this started for me because I was experiencing like an intense amount of anxiety. And then I was sitting in church and I was convicted and God was like, yeah, like you never confessed that and you never reconciled this that happened two years ago. And it was like, holy cow. But then I thought, okay, well, once I confess everything, then like all the anxiety will go away. And it was worse. It was worse after because I think the enemy knew where my heart was going. And so the spiritual warfare came in like massively and the amount of spiritual warfare, like I can't even begin to like touch on it, but with the anxiety, it was so bad. Like the enemy would not leave me alone and get out of my mind. And um, there was a time when I met up with a friend of mine and I was telling her how bad my anxiety was. And she was like, well, I have some Xanax, you know, if you want it. Um, or when I fly. And so I was kind of like, okay, like I'll take a few just in case, like I have, you know, a night that gets really bad or something. And as soon as I took them from her, I literally heard God say to me, you don't need that. You have me. And it was like, and I still have all seven of them just sitting in my purse. I never took one. And it was because every time I heard those lies from the enemy and like just this poking and prodding in my mind that would stir up this anxiety, I would just close my eyes and I would just say in the name of Jesus, cast away these thoughts from the enemy and, you know, fill my mind with your Holy Spirit. And I would literally do that every time I had these intrusive thoughts. And then I would put in my earbuds and I would just listen to worship music. And it was like, that was the only thing that got me through. And now I would say like my, at that time, my anxiety was like a 10 out of 10. And I would say now, like every now and then it kind of, you know, comes in a little bit and it's like a two, you know? So, and that was all God. So yeah, let me pray Psalm 139 with you ladies and um, we'll call it a night. Lord. You have examined our hearts. You know everything about us. You know when we sit or stand up. You know our thoughts, even when we're far away. You see us when we travel and when we rest at home. You know everything that we do. You know what we're going to say, even before we say it, Lord. You go before us and you follow us. You place your hand of blessing on our heads. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us and too great for us to comprehend. We can never escape from your spirit. We can never get away from your presence. If we go up to heaven, you are there. If we go down to the grave, you are there. If we ride on the wings of the morning, if we dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide us and your strength will support us. I could ask the darkness to hide us and the light around us to become night, but even in darkness, we can't hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all of the delicate inner parts of our bodies and you knit us together in our mother's wombs. Thank you for making us so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well we know it. 
You watched us as we were being formed in utter seclusion, as we were woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw us before we were born. Every day of our lives was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about us, O God. They can't be numbered. We can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. When we wake up, you're still with us. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. We want the murderers and our enemies away. Search us, O God, and know our hearts. Test us and know our anxious thoughts. Point out anything in us that offends you and lead us along the path of everlasting life. Amen. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you, and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.